0: Hey, what's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome to the 102nd edition of Birds All Day. My name is Drew Ferris. Uh, We are here in uh, the weird dead zone part of spring training, uh, where everyone's very thankful to have baseball back, and uh, reporters are showing up, and whoever is kicking around. Uh, But there's nothing, no games happening. They're all just kind of floating around and showing up early and disappearing at noon, and uh, it's all sunshine and, and, and grapefruits, I guess. But there's nothing of, no substance of which to talk about. So we're going to just, uh, we're going to do some riffing. We're going to riff on... As, uh, as
1: opposed to every one of these, literally every one of them ever.
0: Yeah, well, you know, we've got a, we've got our lineup set in stone. Of course, my, <laughs> as I said, my, if, if I haven't said already, my name is Drew Ferris, and joining me as always...
1: Old Reliable.
0: Uh, Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you?
1: I'm doing all right.
0: Are you doing all right? I do worry about you a little do bit. Do you?
1: No. I do. Doing great
0: you you wrote the following words you didn't even not, not only did you write the words, you made the following words a headline on one of your stories and it was some quick thoughts on the intentional walk
1: yeah one of my stories it uh yeah
0: <laughs> you you wrote you wrote that you wrote a blog post <laughs> you wrote a piece you wrote you blogged i did about...
1: a i did a blog yeah
0: I guess you were riffing on uh, Russell Martin's comments. He does not like the new rules. Um, because it seems... I don't know. He doesn't like the new rules because the rules are dumb.
1: That's why, yeah. That's the thing. It's, you know... It's just dumb. So I wrote about it. I was going to slide it into a Daily Deuce, and then I just had too many thoughts on the intentional walk. It turns out more thoughts than I thought I had. Uh and so here we are. We we have a full blown blog about the intentional walk. Uh,
0: so that by the, way.
1: the new one. It, it just. I mean, I don't care nearly enough to have written a thing about it, and like, I don't have like some firm position I'm I'm like entrenched in that I'm going to defend. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Really? Like those thirty seconds where you're all waiting about what's gonna happen next and the, the big at bat that's obviously coming up because you don't intentionally walk a guy unless the next at bat is like kinda significant. Uh you're gonna kill that drama for us? You're gonna just fast forward through that? Like I mean, why?
0: Those thirty seconds about every other game as well. There yeah. aren't even that many. There are I, obviously... r-
1: I wrote it mm-hmm. in the piece. I wrote it in the piece. There was like nine hundred and thirty something, nine hundred and thirty two intentional walks last year. Uh, and twenty four hundred games played. Uh, so yeah, less than one every other game. So you're you're looking to save, a, maybe a minute, probably more like thirty seconds. Less than every other game.
0: What they you all fucking add up? do.
1: Way, way to go. Way to go MLB. It's,
0: that that's the whole thing with baseball. You know, it's just a you get reams and reams of data, uh, and the data they become something large. So 30 seconds saved 900 times. That's gonna make a huge di- uh, difference in the in the fan experience. Uh, uh, the fan experience for fans of birds all day is a great one uh, because you have the opportunity to help to contribute and keep the show go. This is one of the worst. Um, segues of all time uh uh what i'm trying to say is that uh, we uh Stoughton and i are very thankful for everyone who has for 102 episodes or two episodes or 50 or however many along you've been along with us talking about the blue jays we are very thankful and we're very appreciative of everyone who's who's helped us out in some way if they've shared it on their facebook page which we obviously encourage if you want if you have friends who like to talk some some fresh some real talk about the toronto blue jays Post it on your Facebook page, or you can head over to uh, to, to Patreon dot slash Birds All Day. and You can kick us a couple bucks uh, because that's the way that things go now. That that uh, you know people don't make content for nothing. So if you value what you hear, you can support what you value um, with a couple dollars a month, and uh, it makes us uh, very happy and keeps us going. And. Um, it's a good. It's the right thing to do, quite frankly.
1: <laughs> uh, it's true, and, and you're supporting the streamlining of the media industry. Obviously, you know we uh, we've cut we've cut out the middleman. You know, uh, there's no longer people that will actually pay full time uh, salaries for proper media work. So we're uh, we're doing a little end around and, and just streamlining it, making it a much more efficient process. Just paid straight to the content creator.
0: Exactly, and that way we don't pay tax. Also, I, um, I think, which I think we do. Well, supposed to. <laughs> I think we do. I don't. I, I didn't get a T four from Birds All Day Inc. last year, so maybe they can go fuck themselves. I don't know if anyone's ever thought about that.
1: I, I, I think that the CRA is a much maligned organization, and it's unfortunate. <laughs> uh, and when Drew is audited and I'm not, uh, I'll think doubly so.
0: Uh, bring it. You know, I got my shit in order. I got a file. I got a big bag full (laughs) If if anyone asks, you're four different people. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you know, I run a tight ship around here at Groff Groff Incorporated. Uh, We welcome the tax man, Um, you know, because if ever there was a middle class person in Canada, it's me. And deserving of all of the middle class, um, weird patronizing pats on the head from government for the last 40 years. Uh and of course you can uh, you could subscribe if this is your first time or your 102nd time and you haven't for whatever reason hooked it up to your iTunes, do that. Go to itunes.com or go to iTunes search for Birds all day and subscribe, offer us a rating, review, and again, share it. Be like this is the best of the content that there is when if you're looking for people who are uh, filling time in february before the great foot great league games have begun so that we can fret over one and two inning outings or or be, be worry or, or or convince ourselves like oh Justin Smoke looks good uh, here no, in the nobody spring nobody
1: is going to convince themselves of that
0: if he hits 9 home runs in spring there we will all be talking ourselves into Justin Smoke like oh no he you know he put some time in in uh, with Matt Weeters who plays for the Nationals now
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is interesting uh, those two big corn-fed mules from wherever in South Carolina—I'm sure they hang out in the off-season and shoot tobacco and shoot things. and Then they, they do some play baseball. Good for them, Justin Smoke. It's all happening now. I've, well, I've just convinced myself.
1: Well, Justin Smoke, good things do happen when he puts the uh, the bat on the baseball. There was a good thing at uh, at BP Toronto the other week about uh, about barrels and and uh, new Statcast data on like how often guys are really you know. Crushing it on the sweet spot, or like getting that sweet, perfect launch angle and, and exit velocity, uh, and smoke does it a lot relative to how much he makes contact. It's just you know mm-hmm. all the other times when he swings the bat and it flails aimlessly at uh, nothing. Uh, that kind of counteract the positive benefit of that.
0: I have a strong inkling, and I have I don't know for sure, but. I feel like if you were a pitcher and you throw Justin Smoke more than one fastball in at bat, you should be fired. You should be sent to the minor leagues. You should go play in Korea. Something bad should happen to you because you've made a horrible mistake. Uh, and that is maybe where Justin Smoke is allowed to feast or uh, let it eat, as they say. But uh, yeah, that's there are dozens and dozens and dozens of guys who, when they put the bat on the ball. Good things happen, but oops, they also strike out like thirty-five percent of the time. On a good, you know, in a good year, I, I think, and I know that we've definitely talked about this before, but it's it's not it's impossible to overstate. I I, I may have said this on Twitter. I, I, we won't talk too much about Justin Smoke because, um, you know, it's he's had his day, right? But one hopes. Well, I mean, we've 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 heaped enough scorn upon him.
1: We gotta we gotta save something for the season.
0: Well, as, as <laughs> when he will inexplicably continue to receive starters' playing time or starter abs when he has proven beyond shadow of the dead that that's not him. Uh, the thing I was going to say, and I, I know we've said this before, was in 2015, Justin Smoke. It was pretty much the like everything that could have gone right for Justin Smoke did go right in 2015. And he still was barely passable. He wasn't like Eric Hosmer bad, but he was in the neighborhood of being <laughs> Eric Hosmer bad in 2015. Yeah. Uh, so he, the Jays only gave him a two-year contract instead of ten, so they just considered themselves ahead of the game a little bit. But uh, you know, and and then so then in 2016, not everything went right again. He wasn't used judiciously. He didn't manage to run into uh, you know uh, the correct number of fastballs and not strike out at a. At an, staggering rate. Though when he did uh, run
1: into those fastballs, holy look out, good times You know, he, he had, he set
0: a career high in uh, slugging and, and ISO Ugh. that was, for an enormous first baseman, that shouldn't you know, they the, those career highs shouldn't be what they were, frankly He's a big dude who's supposed to be able to hit the ball all, all over the world but he doesn't, but anyway
1: He's lost his fucking job <laughs> two years in a row, and here we are yet again going down on this going down this path, right? I mean, Colabello in the in twenty fifteen, he and he wasn't on the fucking playoff roster at first last year.
0: Mm, that's true.
1: Uh, not <laughs> not sure what more you need. Maybe just for that fucking contract to run out. I did encounter somebody on Twitter who was like, "Oh, the front office just don't want to, They don't want to admit that they made a mistake, so they're just going to keep running him out there." It's like, yeah, that's that's how they operate. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the do. sign.
0: That's the sign of a good a good front office. Ones who double down on their uh, mistakes, uh, throw good money after bad. Mm-hmm. You know, just but you know, digging in. And of all the places to say like, "This is it. This of uh, this line, uh, you know, I will not." you will not, pa- not, pa- not pass pass pass, pass. <laughs> it's just in smoke
1: yeah I mean if they operated that way we would still see fucking Jesse Chavez out there and two scoring and you know they they at least did a nice <laughs> job last year of reacting to the mistakes that they made in the off season and and, uh, and cobbled things together as they went along there's hope for these people uh running the Toronto Blue Jays uh but yeah, I, I know we're not—we didn't want to talk too much about them. But just every time you look at Justin Smoke, you're like, ah, "There's not that much hope for them." I mean, what the fuck are they doing there?
0: One year ago, we tried to talk ourselves into Drew Store and being the closer over Roberto Osuna.
1: Yeah, this was, I believe, and when I'll... we had Aaron Sanchez in Buffalo. though, also. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, all the best laid plans, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, a year ago, we we're talking about Drew Storen and, you know, wondering if, what, if Jesse Chavez can do what he did the year before. That's, that's sort of what happens every year, where we have to try to take the temperature of the, of the team and be like, oh, how much of that thing that happened last year was real and how much of it is a mirage? And, it works, you know, it, that's what spring training is about. It's about either trying to lift up being like, well, he can't possibly be that bad again. Or pull back down. Being like, no, no, no. That guy is uh, is not that good. Let's be realistic about this. Or when we decide not to be realistic about it, be like, oh, yeah, he's totally that good now. Everything that happened right and good is going to continue to happen rightly and goodly.
1: I'm, I'm down for that. I'm down for a little bit of that. You know, Sanchez and Stroman, second halves, nailing it. They're going to be great. They're going to just repeat... Everything good that happened uh, from the second half onward. Actually, I don't think this is on our docket, but since we're sort of freewheeling here, uh, there, Marcus Stroman was talking this week about uh, the knee and how he wasn't really a hundred percent from the knee injury uh, when he went into last year. Basically, uh, how you know he came back obviously from the the ACL or whatever the fuck it was that mm-hmm. cost him most of twenty fifteen, and. How he you know he feels better now, he feels like he he doesn't feel like there's uh that he's just not quite a hundred percent in it, and that he went out and pitched anyway like that, and that got me to thinking about you know in the spirit of being as optimistic as we can on certain guys, how he you know wasn't striking out guys as much in the first half, which was kind of mirrored in the way that he pitched when he came back from that injury at the end of uh twenty fifteen mm-hmm. and then maybe. As the knee got a little better, the strikeout numbers uh, started to creep up. He pitched a little better. Maybe there's maybe there's good signs in that. Maybe that's a, maybe that's a good thing. I, 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 I'm not going to attempt to put two and two together, like, uh, biologically, uh, how the knee and the increased strikeouts necessarily would have worked or what was going on. I haven't looked at any of the data. I haven't looked at anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yet still, that's what I'm going to believe.
0: I'm 100% here for that. I I am a believer that Marcus Stroman will in fact be be much better than we expect. Um, I was again I I think with, with Stroman I've tried to be realistic again. Well, what my version of realistic and be like, ah, have a cast a bit of a wary eye. Be like the strikeouts are not there and. And it just seems like he gets really—he, uh, you know—he gets hit hard suddenly and inexplicably, and he gets hit super hard, and then it's over. But I am a believer. I, I think he will, in fact, take a big step forward this year and, and sort of pitch as he has in spurts. I believe or hope depends on what you know time of day it is that that he's going to be able to do that over a, on a fully or more extended uh, extended period. I think it's, it's it's all there, and I think you you linked to something about Griff wrote about how they're all like smart dudes. All the Jays mm-hmm. pitchers are kind mm-hmm. of heady heady guys, and you know Stroman has got that Duke education going for him. So I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him that 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 he's able to think his way around on the mound. You know the kind of the antidote to the, the what I accused Matt Latos of last <laughs> last week. Um, so yeah. I I buy it. I I am buying Marcus Stroman in twenty seventeen. Buy it and and Sanchez as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to write Aaron Sanchez off again. Write off his ability to turn over lineups and and do things with that ridiculous fastball that uh, that he obviously can do. I mean, I think last year was uh, was maybe a wake up call for some of our our attempts at. Uh, Putting too fine a point on our analysis of Sanchez and like, oh, is he going to be able to? It's like, oh, he could throw that fucking bowling ball, so all the other stuff doesn't really matter all that much as long as he's not giving away free passes, uh, and it, you know, obviously allowed him to to have a great year and and hopefully to become more of that complete pitcher that can only you know, be better for him going forward. La- last Was it
0: last week that I, I was talking about Pilar Kevin Pilar and saying that we spent too much time focusing on what he doesn't do well uh, while kind of glossing over what it is that he's very good at? And I think that, that with pitchers in particular, it's really easy to do that. And I think I'm definitely guilty of doing that with Aaron Sanchez, where being like, yeah, it's, he's a one-pitch guy and he can't survive on one pitch. It's like, well, maybe when that pitch is so effective and so heavy and hard and overwhelming that that it it is like it's maybe the to just kind of throw it out there and be like well he's not Bartolo Cologne or whoever so it's not maybe that was overly cynical and maybe again his um, strength needs to be celebrated Uh, and also strength um, as the changes that he made to his body again which we we were sort of talked ourselves into and we're like oh yeah see this because of that most of the year Um, it's entirely plausible that again that that extra bulk and that extra strength And growing in or filling out However you want to describe The maturation of his The physical side um, Helped him to become a better pitcher And to throw strikes And not fall behind And walk five guys per nine As he did for his entire minor league career As a very tall and skinny teenager um, To his credit
1: mm-hmm. I guess
0: So And so now yeah. this,
1: this year he's bulked up By uh, by eating Marcus Stroman's tears So Yeah
0: <laughs> the- Eating Marcus Stroman's weird quips, like everything just sort of like things he says or tweets. I guess that was a big thing, right? But how about his social media, wasn't that a big a big point of discussion? How he, he's always trying to go around the media and get directed to fans by saying things like wavy all the time. Wavy.
1: <laughs> Does he say that? Is that what the kids do now?
0: They do. The kids talk like that. Wow. The teens, the 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 younger folk, they wavy. the Things are wavy. So
1: that's not a Steve Buscemi gif, That's that's what the actual teens are doing. I don't.
0: Yeah, they Well, I mean, they're probably they're old teens. The teens won't say wavy. The yeah. people who are in their twenties will say wavy. People I work with say wavy on, well, on
1: Snapchat and stuff. People in their twenties so not... are are today's teens. Really, they've just grown up. They're teens to me. They're definitely teens to me. They'll always be teens to me. Uh yeah, I think that was a thing though. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that uh the Griff had a thing. He called it Trumpian, how Strowman is kinda of trying to to go around the media and, and not talk through that filter and just to have a have his message go directly to the people, you know, through his social media. He did a thing at uh at the players' tribune, I think, today where his pictures he's taking pictures on photo day, I don't give a fuck but but yeah i I don't know that's that's another sort of venue where uh guys have looked to to sidestep the traditional media and get their message out the way that they want to craft it, the way that they want to have it ghost written and then sign off uh on it uh, the way
0: they want to sell their brand and the way they want to be able to
1: is Marcus brand aware is he does he have any? Taking those McDonald's
0: dollars. Yeah, you think that getting those those McBucks.
1: You think there were some dollars behind? You know, you're supposed to to identify and add.
0: You are in Canada. It's actually illegal not to, and in the United States, in particular, they're extra punitive.
1: I think they Uh, have. I think they have other fucking (laughs) military engagements within their own borders to deal with right now.
0: He really should, though. Yeah, reveal that that was obviously a paid thing. The, the maybe people, he just
1: maybe just really you know maybe he's loving it as the kids might say probably not though <laughs> they don't say that anymore that's probably a slogan from fucking 15 years ago I don't even know
0: Justin Timberlake wrote that song he took their money too and now look at him He he's the king of blue eyed soul he can do no wrong
1: is T-T. he still a thing
0: Timberlake come on yeah I know he took that trolls money he's got that McDonald's money Apparently he did. A, there's a concert film of his that's like just really, really good and really fun to watch.
1: Concert yeah. film. Yeah, he still a,
0: watch those. The teens watch concert films all the time.
1: As long as they're on YouTube, I imagine. Or do they not watch YouTube? I don't know anything about the teens. It turns out
0: they do love YouTube. YouTube, but they only like people who are talking directly to the camera on YouTube.
1: While they're playing, well, while they're playing video games.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do that. Yeah. Did we talk about this last week, too, when I was hanging out on Twitch last
1: week? <laughs> no, we did not talk about that.
0: Twitch is strange. Twitch is a weird place where um, people play video games and talk to the people who are watching them play video games. Yeah. People play Stardew Valley, and then <sighs> they talk about feeding goats and things. And they do, like, silly voices and, I don't know, Twitch. If that, teens, I can't understand If that story. If
1: that's what they enjoy doing, then more power to them.
0: The younger, the preteens are the ones who are playing Minecraft 27 hours a day and talk, and watching people play Minecraft on YouTube and on Twitch, which is exciting, which is why people are listening to us right now. Uh, JP Howell is a Blue Jay now. Mm-hmm. And he said one of the reasons he is a Blue Jay is because of the infield defense. He really likes the, the Blue Jays as a, as a defensive unit. And I think he's not alone in that. Uh, and... and this is this is sort of like a segue into. Uh, <laughs> into Tulo's a is golden
1: great. god. Yeah, that's right.
0: Tulo is a golden god. <laughs> uh, I, I let you go about about Tulo's insane man uh, dad rant that just went on for hours and hours.
1: It was great. It was genuinely great. I, I and and I don't I don't like things as a general rule. I generally uh, dislike things, uh, especially things that are uh, good. You know, and uh, and and present well, and and are like just 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 straight ahead, good stuff. But man, that Tulo thing was outstanding. Like it just. Just talking about his respect for the game and waking up and do taking grounders and how much he you know, he loves the game and wants to impart his knowledge to his teammates and wants to make them better and, and you know, somebody asked him to assess the other guys on the diamond and he like sat there and like really thought about for like 30 seconds like there was a weird long pause about okay how am i going to diplomatically talk about these other guys josh donaldson and devin travis in particular uh about their their defense and where they are coming along because obviously tulo is out there uh and somebody kind of slagged him i think in one of the comments on the, the on the post that i made about it being like he really thinks highly of himself well he's fucking tulo he's outstanding if you've watched him uh, it, it it's it's incredible, and that was one of the great comments he made too. Was that you know he doesn't want just the his own coaches to put their head down as soon as the ball gets hit to him and, and know that the inning's over. He wants everybody in the stadium, everybody watching, to be like, this guy's automatic. Like if it gets hit to him, he's got it. And that is kind of what you feel, even though it you know he takes those those two low routes to balls, and he 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 you know he, he... degrees of difficulty <laughs> yeah, to exactly exactly uh. But but he's he knows what he talks about. he was like he's like a man who knows what he's talking about like if i if I want to get my house renovated, I want a guy who's gonna come in and do it who knows as much about renovating a damn house as Tulo does about what he just he just it just comes off of him that he knows exactly what he's talking about and what he wants and and has a has well developed thoughts on. His place in the game, his position in particular, how best to to uh, to stay at his position for as long as he wants to do—that's a goal that he has. He says, uh, "How best to make other people better." Uh, it's it's just it's something where you know you see these guys go through the motions of, of scrums and go through the motions of being asked questions by the media and, and you know do their fucking Barry Davis interviews, which thankfully. No, no offense to anyone losing their job, but which we will not be subjected to. Talk about this. I don't know if you ever caught. I'm sure people have caught John Lott's tweets uh, last year. Like every time Barry Davis came on the on the screen, talk about, and Lot would just tweet, talk about, mute. <laughs> uh, which, I, which was a dragon. A, dragon. Oh man, so good. But I, I mean, these guys talk about and and ask, get it, ask. Answer questions that are about you know all sorts of stupid bullshit, uh, that sort of feed into the in, into the, like the soundbite th- game that, that that funnels into the fucking highlights shows or you, you you all know what I mean. You've consumed media before, and to see Tulo sort of in a more relaxed environment where it's just him talking for. 11 minutes, which you never get the opportunity to do on TV and, and, uh, yeah. and, and talking about stuff that he obviously cares about and, and is interested in and thinks about, uh, was a pretty cool thing, especially because he's fucking Tulo, He's great at what he does and, and he's really thoughtful and, and, uh, uh, and I don't know, just self-aware and, and, uh, and you really just felt like, holy shit, this is, this is a cool guy to have on your team. Like it. It was. Uh, if you haven't watched it yet, I think it, uh Every Jays fan should watch it. It was pretty. It was pretty cool. It was just a, an insight into his baseball mind that you don't necessarily always see.
0: Does anyone? Uh, uh, Again, I don't expect that a lot of Blue Jays fans necessarily recall um, how good Troy Tulowitz. And, and, and the truth be told, you know that people might say like, oh, he's really full of himself. Uh, The turtle, Tillewski that the Blue Jays see now, or Blue Jays fans see now, um, is not necessarily the guy who matches that self-belief, or matches maybe the reputation that accompanied him when he came here, um, because he is a player who suffered a lot of injuries playing in Colorado, like all players who play for the Rockies do. Um, I, I don't know, have we talked about this at all, that, that Colorado, the soft tissue injuries, it's like 30% higher than the rest of the league. It's just guys get hurt playing there, so Tulowitzki had to kind of deal with that. It's a bit of like a give and take when you're playing uh, at, at altitude where numbers get jacked up a little bit, but also your body uh, pays the price. Uh, Troy Tulowitzki is an animal, and he was so, so, so astoundingly good. Uh, when he was a younger player, there was—I I was just looking—and there was one month in 2010 he hit 15 home runs in September, <laughs> which is a totally normal thing for a player to do: hit 15 home runs in a month um, <laughs> while dragging yeah. your team into a playoff race. That—that that was the year that they lost, or they won that play-in game, I believe. Was that that year? <laughs> well, they, they lost. That's the year when Matt Holliday that. bounced his chin right off of the off of the ground. And seems
1: reasonable. It seems like it could be correct. Or was it?
0: Anyway, he had 15 home runs in a month. They won like a million games in a row. Um, it, it wasn't quite Rocktober ish, but it was. Uh, it's something, and it, he he just was such a truly like again. This is a guy we were all excited for a reason. He was on. He's like a Hall of Fame caliber player who is. Now, um, you know, maybe maybe that will change. But he's not as good now as he was before. And it's unfortunate. But he's still, you know, I, and I think when he's, as you mentioned, he's being diplomatic about talking with the other players in the room. And I, I, we said this a little bit last week, too, that he's also the kind of play, player that, that the other guys are going to listen to. They know who he is. They know what he's done. And... And I don't know for sure, but I have a feeling that like the paycheck that you draw carries some weight. Like, oh, yeah, they, they, You make twenty-one million dollars a year. That didn't happen by accident, right? Like you. They, well, they unless, didn't, you're, didn't unless you're unless you're Ian Desmond backwards.
1: talking about the Rockies, but yeah. <laughs>
0: but yeah, I don't know. It's it's it. It is great, and maybe and maybe it rubs the wrong way. And I mean, Tulo is. Um, uh, has talked about the the attitude was was when he first came when he went to spring training last year wasn't there talk about how he was critical of the rocky spring training it was a country club and he's he's a maniac i think yeah. that's the other thing too is <laughs> and that he had that reputation when he came to Toronto that he's some kind of you know emotionless cyborg who exists only to play baseball and that this is sort of that side of him where he was maybe a little bit reserved and maybe a little bit you know we didn't Blue Jays fans are we're all, we're getting a sense of, of who he is a little bit at a time as much as one can, um, and he's a not a sane or well man, but he's really <laughs> good at baseball.
1: I don't this this feeds right into something that's on my screen here. I don't know if you, you're seeing it, but it's uh, Shy's latest for Sportsnet uh, talks about Tulo, and it, in it Tulo says, "Playing with that chip on your shoulder, I didn't just wake up and be this guy that I am now." I got it through work, man. I went to college, didn't get a scholarship, made myself into a first-rounder. How I made myself into a first-rounder is I brought intensity every day and a steadiness that someone can count on. Professional age uh, organizations saw it, and it made me bypass a lot of people because of what they saw. Uh, I knew that was my ticket to success, so I needed to be that way every time I stepped onto the ball field. So he's... If you can couldn't tell from my fucking stuttered reading of it, (laughs) yeah, he's a fucking maniac, exactly like you're saying, Uh, and and feels that he has to be that way because that's where he's got you know that's how he's got himself there, which is basically exactly what you were saying.
0: And there is there, it's not unique among guys at that level. There was a story, a great thing on ESPN that was about uh, Tom Brady, about Tom Brady all through um, his career and how he was the guy who was always working and the rest of the teammates would be out like hanging out and having beers and doing like college guy stuff and Brady was you know doing like like holiday right like running the stairs in the stadium or doing drills and throwing or doing push-ups and getting weird and sweaty while everyone else is like man you just relax and he's like
1: deflating balls and and (laughs) videotaping other teams practices and yeah exactly yeah
0: enough all right (laughs) It, 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 that's the, I don't know that story I'm referencing, which also speaks to a lot of different people who have caught passes from him, guys who caught passes from him in high school, college, whatever. Um, how like they all, it's like the highlight of all of their lives. Like yeah, yeah, I caught passes. It, it's a really cool story about people talking to old receivers and teammates. And I don't, I don't really care about football at all. But I, I don't know, I, I'm willing to acknowledge that. Like yeah, he's very good. He's probably the best ever at his position. Um, and I'm into that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that Super Bowl was pretty alright.
0: They gotta, won, you know. Gotta
1: hand it to them. No, yeah, it was a thing. It was a bit of a thing.
0: I watched a bit of the first half, which was not quite as climactic as the second no, half.
1: No, never is. Uh,
0: but yeah, um, we'll move on from Tulo and giving him a bit of a tongue bath and go to the other guy who we don't spend enough time tongue bathing. Uh, the other dynamic element of that uh, J.P. Howell attracting Toronto Blue Jays infield defense and that's Josh Donaldson, who's hurt. Oh, he yeah. Is, he has a, a calf strain. He's running around on... Well, not running. He's on crutches. This is bad, right? This is super bad.
1: Oh, Nothing yeah. Nothing has
0: ever been as bad as this.
1: Yeah. I, it's weird. I feel like in my rush to downplay it, I may have downplayed it too much. Like, I, I you know, I, when it first broke, when news of this first broke, my sort of reaction was like, oh, fuck, yeah. This this is like the smallest nothing that could it could possibly be, and I, and even if you look at the three week timeline that they're talking about for how long it might get him to be back on the field, they were gonna have from the day he got injured three weeks down the road, they still had nineteen spring training games left. So it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it's 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 probably pretty good, but at the same time, I don't know. After after that, the Jays sort of started using language that maybe made me second guess uh, how comfortable I am with the fact that he's just going to be fine and hit the ground running on opening day and, and everything's peachy. Because uh, you don't really like to see Josh Donaldson on crutches. I'll give you that. You don't like
0: to see anybody miss three weeks, even if it's garbage spring training and you don't want, um, no one wants to like sit through all the, the spring training time. Well, every
1: every year, somebody misses a bunch of time in spring training, and you're like, oh, well, he missed spring training, so you got to give him a mulligan for April." It's like, Jays can't really afford too many months where you're giving Josh Donaldson a mulligan. Not that I think that's what's really going to happen, but yes, you're correct.
0: <laughs> this, I, I don't want to get into it now. I mean, I think we'll we'll save it. But the, you, you're right in that you don't want to. The Jays can't afford can't afford a lot of things to go wrong. Right? Like,
1: well, who can? Really? The Red
0: Sox can. That's the thing. <laughs> the Red Sox can't afford for things to go wrong. The Red Sox can't afford for Pablo Sandoval to not become a thing again. They can afford. They can. He can. He could curl up and just sit there and and regain after he does his Pablo Sandoval got skinny this winter thing that happens every single year, and then he shows up and it's like no, he's still the same guy. Um, if he doesn't come back, they're still fine if Jackie Bradley Jr. For, remembers that he doesn't know how to hit, they're still fine, right? Like, the the list of things that have to go wrong for the Red Sox to be truly bad is long as fuck.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Which is, it's horrifying. Like, it makes me sick to my stomach to say it out loud. But, that like, they just have... Oh, it's like, just wall to wall. Like, there's just <laughs> so ridiculous. many good players. Yeah. If Andrew Benintendi is kind of like a flop... A the chances that are so low, and B they're still fine. Yeah. They could be like, oh, we got Chris Young, who's like a legit everyday player. Chris Young is so much better than Melvin Upton, for example. Yeah, uh, and yep. he, even though he does kind of the same things, uh, I've just I've done it again. I've comped two guys for a very <laughs> conspicuous reason, mostly because they're both fourth outfielders in the American League East. Uh, but yeah. That's just the kind of thing they're dealing with right now, If, if where the, the Jays don't have that.
1: If the Red Sox can't hit at all, they still have fucking Sale and Price and Porcello and Stephen Wright and that bullpen. And Yeah, no, it's an issue. They're they good. have
0: Craig Kimbrell as their closer.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're okay.
0: Oh, man. We have to keep building them up so then when they collapse hilariously, it's all the sweeter.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was ready for that around May of last year and it didn't actually work out. Well, it worked out actually quite well.
0: Did it in, in <laughs> the end, but uh
1: Um That was delicious, but but you know, they still won the goddamn division and then got better. I mean, they they lost a pretty important bat. Let's not forget that, but they're still better.
0: And they didn't sign Edwin Encarnacion, so that's all we can we as Blue Jays fans could take that as a win. The fact that Encarnacion doesn't play for the Red Sox, he went to
1: the other terrifying team. Yeah,
0: big W. Uh, terrifying. I I like the way Cleveland. Uh, they're they're a fun team. There, I don't think that Jose Ramir, Ramirez is that good.
1: Yeah, that's true. I'm am fu- fine with that.
0: But they have some really nice pitching. Um, and they have Edwin Encarnacion now. I've already. Uh, I've, I. Don't, I don't know if I, Jordan Bastian, former Blue Jays uh, MLB.com guy, does MLB.com thing for Cleveland, and he's terrific. His Instagram is amazing. He takes beautiful photos. He shares tons of them. So if you like Cleveland at all, cannot recommend following Jordan highly enough on the gram. Uh, but all the uh, i have seen the pictures of the what's his name Roberto Perez, the back the catcher for Cleveland. Uh, it brought back horrific memories of that fucking thing that he does where if the third out of the inning is a strikeout and he throws the ball down to first base it makes me it makes me crazy and just seeing his <laughs> nameplate on the back of his jersey reminded me of that and it made me so mad all over again because a it just should not ever happen b that blue jay series against cleveland it happened so much because of the blue jays the cleveland pitched so insanely well for five games in that series That every inning ended with a strikeout Every single inning Because every at-bat ended with a strikeout For about four games in a row It was awful And I hope bad things happen to him too Um, So the Jays can't afford to have anything bad happen to Josh Johnson. Obviously, he's their best player He's the two or three, you know, top five player in the game uh, Eno Saros uh, of Fangraphs Wrote something interesting He did uh, what they usually—it's a bit of a fantasy guy shtick that they do over there mm-hmm. on the fantasy side of mm-hmm. Fangraphs, where they do like ten bold predictions, and they'll make some kind of crazy thing up. Like one of you know's uh, predictions is Dylan Bundy of the Orioles is going to put it all together and be like a Cy Young candidate, which would be great. I think Dylan Bundy's awesome, um, and the Orioles are—they're not really a concern anymore for me. I like look past the Orioles completely, but uh, that'd be great. Uh, but one of the, his predictions is that uh, Kendrys Morales will set a career high in home runs, which would be terrific. If you're a Blue Jays fan, who doesn't want to hear that? Uh, and we've talked a lot about put a lot of stock in the con- quality of contact reports, but I think there, there is something to be said here for the fact that Kendrys Morales, who's a big slow slugger dude, uh, is playing in a hitter's ballpark for the first time in his career.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: Which, which is which is uh, which is great. Which and. I think you see a guy, what we saw with Donaldson, uh, where hopefully Morales is the kind of guy who doesn't necessarily need to change anything, but I think that Donaldson definitely changed his approach when he came to the Blue Jays because he felt he was able to take care of or take advantage of that small ballpark. And why can't Morales do the same thing?
1: Uh, This is a a great question. I mean, even just as he was, you know, you look at the overlays of Morales fly balls and, and the the fence at Kaufman compared to the fence at Rogers Center and you, you already think good things there so but but you're right if he if there's something that he can tinker with in his approach that uh takes advantage of it that would make a whole lot of sense and then he doesn't have to be, you know, standing on second base waiting for two singles to get to the goddamn plate
0: or a bunt waiting for some, <laughs> waiting to see which of the many many different Royals are going to bunt him over
1: also that <laughs> Uh God they're bad. won the World Series as I recall and made it the year before. <laughs> so fucking stupid this fucking game trash It's crazy Why are we even talking why are we what's gonna
0: happen this year? I don't like the baseball caught on fire and nobody expected <laughs> it, but it happened and I think that's the fun part about the silly part of the taking away the intentional walk where you know, baseball is is so unique. And trying to make it like other sports and try to have it move along or try to eliminate those weird little idiosyncrasies is so backwards like let baseball be baseball it's it reminds me of like the keep kensington weird sort of thing like keep baseball weird keep baseball being confounding and inexplicable and and impenetrable in some ways because god damn it that's what makes it so wonderful that every game starts in you, you can, oh, for the until uh, the first batter or the first inning, it's like, well, maybe this is maybe there's going to be a perfect game tonight. Maybe I'm going to see something that I'll I won't see uh, any other night of my life. Maybe, oh, maybe I'm going to see a walk-off grand slam. Something crazy is going to happen. Something odd or something minute or something momentous. God bless. God bless baseball. I'm so excited that it's back.
1: <laughs> maybe Zach Britton will just keep on sitting there in the bullpen. Inexplicable. It's the Blue Jays walk off the
0: Orioles. Maybe a team will have its entire fucking season on the line, and they'll be like, "You know what we need to do? Bring you, Baldo Jimenez, out here to face four insane hitters in a row." Like of all the all the things that are like so completely. When by the time Encarnacion came up, it's like I, they should have just walked off the field.
1: Yeah, that was
0: great. Yeah, or called for the much discussed uh, intentional walk put him on set up the double play get the ground ball machine that's sitting on the bench in the double bullpen.
1: <laughs> oh man
0: yeah baseball it's so great and then, uh,
1: and buck still has a job
0: he's still crazy. a genius he i don't think uh, his genius has been diminished
1: I, <laughs> I think his genius may have been a little bit diminished but it's a magnificent game you know keep baseball weird let's trademark that Put yeah. A, put it on a shirt.
0: Put it on a shirt. We can cut all this part out. <laughs> cut out my passion plea and market it. <laughs> this is like a real heartfelt moment of, of honesty and, and like and like sincerity. We got to sell the shit out of that.
1: I yeah. I agree. We should cut this out and market it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, anything else on the list? I don't know. Yeah, th- uh, I, I saw Patrick Sullivan as a guy that we've maybe talked about a few times in the podcast. He shared something where he was being in, he was in high school and he was being intentionally walked, and he swung trying to like get get cute and like hit a pitch that wasn't thrown far enough away from the zone, and he grounded up to the pitcher uh, with like <laughs> <laughs> with, with the senior captain of the team on deck. He said it was it's legit on Twitter. He said it's legitimately the lowest moment of his life. And <laughs> I was dying. <laughs> It's so good. Oh, I love it. I wanted <laughs> you, to talk with You the...
1: were ghouls, obviously, because we were just laughing at the lowest moment of Buck Showalter's life also. I don't
0: think there was a... Lo- uh, 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 maybe. Maybe the Zach lowest, Britton's. The lowest moment of Zach Britton's uh, life because he ceased to be a three-dimensional human. He <laughs> was reduced to 2D, laying on the floor, invisible to all, especially his manager. Uh, I, I, wrote, I have a thing here. This is the Yankees. Um, I will remain afraid of the Yankees. Say, so, uh, Orioles, nope. Rays, okay, they're getting cute. They've done some neat things down there. I'm uh, Not really concerned about the, the, the Rays in terms of them as a barrier to the Blue Jays' success in 2017. Red Sox, uh, they're all they're on their own thing. That's over there. Uh, but the Yankees are going to ruin Everything. Everything. Because the Yankees are going to be bad, and they're kind of trying to be bad on purpose. They made some signings like they're guys that they can trade, so they can continue to make a run at Mike Trout or do whatever they're going to do something bonkers in the next two or three years. The Yankees I mean, are going to do Josh just Donaldson insane maybe. things.
1: Maybe Josh Donaldson.
0: Yeah, Clint Frazier for Josh Donaldson. Let's do it. We might as well start talking ourselves into it now. No, no, we'll um, just
1: wait till he's a free agent. Give him. No, another, well, they have. It'll
0: be Machado and and Harper. You see. Yeah, it's true. We'll both be Yankees. Um, And then they'll trade the rest for Trout. They'll trade like half their... They'll have the best farm system in baseball and they'll trade it all for Mike Trout like two years before he becomes a free agent. Um, And then we'll just... um, All the things I said about baseball before will be untrue. Baseball will be a horrific, arcane, pathetic game of bigotry and I hate it. I'll never look at it again. Uh, The Yankees are going to be... They have a chance to be very bad, but they also have a chance to just be good enough to buck it up. And I'm so afraid that they're going to do that. Because there's just so many wild cards, right? There's so many, like maybe this, like Chad Green. Chad Green, I think I remember a game that he, a couple games, he pitched against the Jays. He pitched so well. And it was like, yeah, that's great. What he's got going on there is not, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. And Tanak is obviously a problem. And they've got that idiot closer who has like for no reason whatsoever but i don't know i'm just i'm very wary of the yankees i'm wary of that holiday i'm wary of, of brett gardner i don't know they're gonna but then they're gonna trade all these guys remember that was the whole thing last year they traded all those guys and it was like okay the jays have all these games left against the yankees this is great and then they the yankees didn't lose all those games The only thing they didn't read the script
1: some of that may have been on the jays and the enormous black hole at the uh, bottom of their lineup at that stage but yes you're right the yankees it, it even it goes it goes back way too long and, and some of this is obviously like bullshit but it's like vernon wells is garbage for years pulls on those fucking pinstripes and suddenly murdering us you know shit like that uh this is obviously a different thing because i think you're right they do have a lot of interesting wild cards on that on that team, they're not in the Red Sox position where it's like, oh, what what could possibly like a lot could go wrong. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. They got a nice little collection of of talent there too. They're almost Orioles like maybe. You think like, like uh, just in the sense in the very general sense like you, you look at the roster and you're like, eh, yeah, I don't know, it's all right. It's you know there's 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 some stuff there, but I don't really rate these guys. Uh, and then yet they just keep you know doing all right.
0: They're they're finally at a place where, with a with a calm head, I can look at the roster and be like, Brett Gardner's kind of on the way out a little bit. Doesn't steal bases anymore. Um, Not nice enough player. Jacoby Ellsbury's terrible. Aaron Judge I think is going to strike out like fifty percent of the time again this year. Uh, Greg Bird, sure, whatever. I don't even know who plays. Oh, Starlin Castro, Didi Gregor. I like Didi. Uh, Starlin Castro was pretty good last year. Chase Headley. The Yankees should have kept Yan uh, Jervis Salarte. Turns out, uh, uh, because a he's not only is he better than Chase Headley, he's better than Eric Hosmer, who's going to get a ten-year contract <laughs> somehow, uh, and Yan yeah. Gervis Salarte got like a two-year, twelve million-dollar deal. Um, and then the catcher is the the. Gary Sanchez, we'll, we'll see. We'll yeah,
1: see. Yeah, Holiday we'll also, the, the, sun, the sun And the Holiday
0: day. and Chris Carter, the, and they've just got lots of dudes kicking around. And actually, you know, the, the team that I... So again, so we're thinking about the Jays. Um, you know, I, I my thinking is very much centered on the wild card. So the Yankees aren't going to be a wild card factor, but I have a feeling like they are the team that could like just ruin things for the Jays. Those 18 or 19 games a year. yeah, um, You can't... Uh, but and then like the Rangers are going to be bad, but I think the Angels are good. I've said many times on this show, I like what the Angels are, where they are. I think they have a chance to maybe be something. Uh, I think the Astros are going to be fucking amazing, and I don't need that.
1: No, yeah, they did some things, didn't they? They
0: like, uh, got Carlos Beltran. That's like the key to the Golden City. You get Beltran, you're good. <laughs> Off you go. You just pack your bags. You see in your playoffs. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm wary of the Astros, but again, so if they win the division, then it's like the Mariners. Fuck them. Rangers fuck them. Angels okay.
1: Well, the Mariners Destroyed will have traded trash. half their fucking roster by by the All Star break anyway. I, I
0: he just can't help himself. Yeah, <laughs> just over and over, one after another. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So the yeah, I just feel like the Yankees. I just they make me uneasy. They make me uneasy. They make me, they make me un, uncertain. I I like the 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 Orioles badness, and I like the Rays badness. I don't like the Yankees badness. The Yankees badness is, is makes me uncomfortable don't like it i need them to be worse than bad which they could be maybe they are worse than bad that'd be awesome
1: yeah i'm done with that sure
0: <laughs> uh that's it we're done i Clearly. think that's about it i think so start you got anything else i got nothing keep uh of course everyone could keep it locked on Blue Jays Nation, where there'll be more exciting intentional walk coverage, I, <laughs> <laughs> from what I understand. There'll
1: be actual baseball games this weekend, not necessarily on Blue Jays Nation, though I'm sure we'll have some some sort of post about it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some lineups to look at. We'll get our first taste of Matt Latos, uh, which sounds disgusting. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and starter Joe Biagini. <laughs> yeah. Oh, everybody loves talking about the idea of moving Joe Biagini to the rotation, even though it's never going to fucking happen.
0: Maybe it will. What do you know? Who knows?
1: Not a whole lot. Judging by what we were talking about a year ago, like we were saying earlier, not a whole hell of a lot at all.
0: That's the beauty. The beauty of this insane game that nobody knows anything. And uh, it's other than the fact that the Red Sox are going to be very good. That's the only thing we know. Those smug pricks. They're going to retire David Ortiz's jersey and have a big old party. (laughs) Screw Uh, that's it. So for Andrew Stoughton, keep it locked. Again, BlueJayStation.com. Look for his stuff all over the internet. And, uh, and then me. I don't do any of those things anymore. Uh, Uh, we'll talk to you next time on Birds All Day.